Welcome to the Being Fearless Podcast. In this podcast, we work on facing our fears so we can live our best lives. There's always going to be a voice inside you saying you can't. I'm here to tell you, yes, you can. I'm your host, Jackie Robbins. I'm a confidence coach, an ulcerative colitis warrior, dog mom, Star Wars nerd, and a fitness enthusiast with a cupcake problem. It's okay to be scared. Do it anyway. Hey, fearless friends. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. Um... I just want to say, I know that a couple of weeks ago, I posted a podcast about being consistent, and I should probably address the fact that I have not been consistent on my podcast lately. Um, and you know what? It's because I took on a pretty large project. I don't want to talk about the project yet, but it's a little bit time-consuming, so I had to kind of take a step back and evaluate the best way for me to go forward, and what I decided to do starting in September is I'm going to be posting podcasts every other week because, as you guys know, I absolutely love doing this podcast. I truly do, but there are some weeks where I felt a little stressed out about it, and I don't necessarily know what to talk about. And I don't want to feel like that. I want to be giving you guys high quality interviews and content so you walk away with like some nugget of information that might make your day better or just like helps you out in life. So going forward to stay a little bit more consistent than I have been this summer, I will be releasing a podcast every other Wednesday. So make sure you are subscribed because it'll pop right in. Um, and you guys know I love it when you leave me a review because that means it helps me get to the top of the list and more people can check out the podcast. So if you could kindly do that for me, I would greatly appreciate it. Makes my day. Um, also, I wanted to let you guys know before I dive into our topic today that, and maybe I've mentioned this before, maybe I haven't, but you guys know that I'm a giant reader. I love to read all the time. It's one of my favorite things to do. And I started a virtual book club and anybody can join the book club. Um, we actually had our first meeting last week and it was so much fun. Somehow I was able to moderate a panel of like a bunch of people on a Zoom call and you guys know how difficult that is, right? Like you get on Zoom, people don't know that like they have to mute themselves, you can hear everything going on, like it's absolute craziness. So I tried to do a good job to make sure that we weren't just crazily talking over everybody, but... The book club pick for October, in case you want to check it out, is called The Silent Patient. The Zoom calls that we do are also on Wednesdays. It's the first Wednesday of every month. If you're considering joining or you want more information, definitely DM me on Instagram at beingfearlessjacks. Also, take a look in the show notes. There'll be a link to actually join the book club. So if that's something that you're like, oh my God, I want to do that. Let's do it. All right, so diving into today's topic. I'm going to be honest with you. This is your warning. I'm going to talk a lot about running today because I just finished a 100-day running streak, and I want to talk about all the things that sort of came up in 100 days of doing anything. 
So first I want to throw out to you guys, when was the last time you actually did something consistently for a hundred days? Never mind a hundred days. What about like seven days, 30 days? Like when was the last time that you were really consistent doing something? And I know I talked about this in the last podcast and I did equate it to this running journey, but There are just things that happen in your mind, in your body that are really like miraculous when you do something for a really long period of time. Um, At the time I'm recording this, it's the first day that I haven't run and I'm going to be honest with you guys. Kind of felt weird, but I really wanted to give my body a break because my body is, of course, tired. I just ran for 100 days. Um... So yeah, I took a break and I will be doing yoga for a few days and then jumping into a really cool kickboxing program next week, but it's time for a break. So first I want to tell you how I got to deciding to do this goal. So back in May, I was trying to look at, you know, what I had going on. Like we were really in the thick of not knowing what was going on in the world. I think we were at like phase two in Massachusetts. Not many things were opening. And I was like, I just need to try to come up with a challenge to give me something to look forward to. So I thought, you know what would be a cool goal? I'm going to run every single day in June. I'm going to do 30 minutes, uh, 30 minutes, sorry about that. 30 days. And the goal was to just run every day. I mean, I loosely made the mile a day goal. I think there was twice that I didn't do this. But for the most part, I ran at least one mile a day. I actually started this 30 day challenge the day before June because I had convinced my bestie that we should do a virtual Spartan, which if you've never done a virtual Spartan, it's kind of fun. They give you like 20 exercises, like push-ups, burpees, sit-ups, tuck jumps, all sorts of things. And you have to do like 10 reps. Um, and it also like, you have to sort of time it. So if you're doing a 5k, like every quarter of a mile, you stop and you do one of these, we'll call them activities. And that was really fun, but I didn't really want to do that by myself. So I convinced my bestie to do it. And We actually had a blast doing it. We ended up doing the 5K portion in about 10 minutes and 40 seconds a mile. So we did it in a less, in about, I think it was like 32 minutes. And the overall Spartan actually took us like an hour and five minutes. So we were pretty proud of that. And I'm really glad that I started the running streak on May 31st because when I finally got to the let's do it for 100 days, Labor Day was the 100th day, and that kind of just felt awesome to me. So anyway, going back to the beginning, May 31st, I did the virtual Spartan, and then the June goal was, we're going to run every single day in June. Now, my birthday is June 11th, and there was a part of me that was sort of like, I don't really want to run on my birthday. Like, I just want to eat cake all day and do whatever, And something happened in the morning where I had some activities later on in the day planned, but then my phone was ringing and I was talking to people and I was catching up. It was really like an amazing birthday and I didn't want to flake out because it was day 11. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to legitimately run around my block. So I just ran around my block. I did 0.65 miles and you know what? That's fine. 
I didn't do one, but I still held steady, even though I really like, for some reason on day 11, I was just like, maybe I don't want to do this goal. Like I was, you know, second guessing myself and it's only like the second weekend. And that's the thing. People always think that the longer the goal, the harder it is to stick with it. I sort of feel the opposite. I think the first like couple of weeks is really the most trying part of it because there were so many times in June specifically that I was like, I don't really want to do this. Maybe I should just have another goal. Like I work out anyway. Why do I need to run? And I started to have like all of these excuses that come in. And that's the thing. Like you've got momentum out of the gate when you make a goal and the first seven days usually goes relatively smoothly. But then all of a sudden you're just like, "Mm, I'm not really sure I want to do this anymore. And that's sort of where I was at. And the same thing happened the next day on the 12th, I had a day of hiking planned. And I remember just waking up in the morning and being like, why am I going to go out and run a mile when I'm going to hike like six? That feels stupid. And I just woke up and I was like, I don't want to do this. And I'm not sure what exactly I said to myself, but I think I turned around and I was like, you know what? Just get out there and do it because... You're almost at your halfway point. Like, you're only doing this for 30 days. Just just keep going. So, in June, basically what happened was the middle of the month, I was kind of like, I don't really want to be doing this. I had to tell myself, like, yes, we're doing this. It's only 30 days. And I was probably averaging between a nine and a half minute mile and a 10 minute mile. And... That was decent time for me. I had shaved off a minute in, you know, the last year, so I was okay with that. Well, a funny thing happened. Towards the end of June, I would say like, I don't know, day 22, 23 or something, I thought, you know, I could probably do this longer. You know what? Let's make it 60 days. Like, 60 days is cool. Like, let's try to keep the running streak going in July. I thought that was, like, a really fun goal. So I just kept going. Now, I do want to mention here that back in March, I had gone to a virtual running retreat online, which was really cool, and I was probably rocking like a 9.3, 9.5 minute mile, and I remember talking um, with the coach about goals, and I said to her, I was like, oh, it would be so cool to run a nine minute mile. Like that, that felt like a great goal. And she was like, here's the thing. You can totally do it. You just have to keep going. You have to get out there and run. You have to be consistent. I know it's annoying. Um, so in July, on July 6th, I made my best time for two miles and I did it in 9.07 minutes. And I was like, oh shit, like, that 30 days mattered. Like I shaved off 20, 30 seconds on my mile. And I got to tell you, this is the thing with running. It isn't like, I don't even know how to describe it. The, the, when you're chasing goals like that, where you want that nine minute mile, it's not going to go from like 10 minute to nine. You're going to see like five seconds here, 10 seconds there. Like it's not like a big jump. Like you chisel away at your running time, like one day at a time. 
And I'll mention this later, but every single run is different. I'm going to touch upon that later because I want to keep going with the timeline of, you know, what was going on here. So when I saw that 9.07, I was like, shit, you can do this. Like July feels like the month that I'm going to hit this goal. I'd been consistently running for a few months now. I wanted that nine minute mile. So on July 21st, I'm out running and I use the map your run app, which is cool because it'll like shout out to you where you're at and what your time is. But a lot of times I have my headphones in, so I never even hear it. But on July 21st, I got home and hit, you know, hold to finish on map my run. And it told me that I ran an 8.50 second minute mile and I held it for two miles. No joke, I didn't realize that I had been under nine because I wasn't paying attention. And I like screamed in my driveway, was super excited, went inside, picked up Piper, had a dance party because that was huge. Being consistent since I would say March with my running, that took me, all right, let's do math, March, April, May, June, July, that took me almost five months to hit that goal. And that's the thing with goals. We make these goals and we're human. We want shit now. And when it doesn't happen quickly, we tend to bail. And I hope that one of the messages you get from this is don't bail. If it's important to you, keep going because you'll get there. The best things just take time. Like, honestly, I'm not even joking with you guys. The more time and effort you put into something, the sweeter the reward. So on July 21st, Hit a milestone. Four days later on the 25th, I did it again, 8.56. The next day, 8.58. Then on July 30th, this is still my best time. I ran two miles and I did it with an eight minute and 43 second mile. And whoa, that was absolutely amazing. Like I was feeling so good. And I think it was probably around when I first hit that, you know, 8.56 minute mile that I decided maybe I should keep going. Like, because if I quit now, I'll lose that consistency and my time will stay the same. So I decided Maybe I should do 90 days. And then I thought, you know what's cooler than 90? Let's just go for 100. Let's just triple digit this bitch. And there we are. Not only that, but towards the end of July, I made a crazy decision where I also wanted to run 100 miles in August. Believe I've mentioned this before. I'd only ever run 65. I ran 65 most months since I started this. 65 is like my sweet spot. I was going to be adding 35 miles to this goal. And you guys, August, I struggled. First of all, the beginning of August was hot as fuck. I would wake up in the morning and, I mean, I'm in New England. I'm in New Bedford, Mass. It's not like I'm in, you know, Florida or, like, California with or, you know, Arizona with these, like, crazy temperatures. But I was getting up in the morning. It would already be 80 degrees and it would be humid. And every time I went out for some, like, that first week in August, every time I went out on these runs, 
I, the air was so thick. It just, it was hurting to breathe. Like I'm not even going to like mince words. Like I would get out there and that first quarter of a mile, I will always tell you sucks anyway. But the first quarter of the mile, I was like, Oh my God, I can't go on. I can't go on. I can't go on. Not, and I just had to tell myself like, Nope, you're going to do it. Keep going. Like, don't be a bitch. <laughs> That's what I kept saying. Don't be a bitch. But the problem was I could no longer get away with doing like one or two miles a day. In order to do a hundred mile goal for an entire month, you need to average like 3.3 miles a day. So the lowest that I ever did in August was like 2.2 miles. And that was because I would have to pick other days to do like five miles or four miles or whatever, you know, I decided to do that day. So I really had to strategize when I was going to get these in. And like, you know, there was a little bit of time management with it, you know, for the longer runs. And also my body started to get super sore. Your shins kind of take the brunt of it anyway, and I've always suffered from shin splints, but all of a sudden, like, not only were my shins killing me, but I, my hips were starting to bother me, and I was like, okay, I really need to up my stretching. So basically, the entire month of August, all I really did, well, all I really did, come on now, that's a lot, I ran every single day, two to seven miles a day, wherever I was at that day. And I was also doing at least one 30-minute stretching and or yoga. And on days I needed more, I did two of them. I was also foam rolling like it was my job. You guys, if you don't have a foam roller and you're into fitness, you are missing out because it's literally like giving yourself a massage. And it's awesome. It makes you feel so much better. But... August really, I struggled in August and because I upped my mileage, because I upped my game, because the weather wasn't necessarily on my side, because a lot of the training that I've done, a lot of the running I've done was in the cooler weather, like the fall, the winter, and the spring. I had never actually ran consistently over the summer. Like last summer, I just, I moved into my new house and I didn't run at all until like September rolled around. Um, because I, I had that weird mindset where I was like, well, it's too hot. We'll just, we'll pick it up in the fall. Like who cares? And I think I just told myself that running in the summer is too hard. I'm not going to tell you it was easy. It definitely was not, but Every time I did it, I gained more confidence because I was like, you went out there, you did it. And that's the thing when you're doing something like this, you know, every day, every day closer to any goal or any day that you're doing something consistently, it's just a quick like confidence boost for you. And I think right now it's really hard to figure out like what we can do to get out of our comfort zone, to boost our confidence. So something as, you know, trivial as running every day is something that I could do to not revert back to feeling, you know, low self-esteem and low confidence because this is something I've struggled with my entire life and I've worked so hard to get to this point. I wasn't going to let fucking COVID stop me, (laughs) you know, like just not happening. So wrapping up August, the struggle was real. The struggle was real. I not only did 100 miles, you guys, I did 105. Like, 
I went for it. I really did. And something that helped me is I found a running buddy. Accountability is a beautiful thing. So if you're trying to do something new and you got to pick this person wisely, by the way, you can't just pick like a random girlfriend that always says she's going to do things and never actually does. Like you need to pick the person that is going to do the thing with you. Like if you say, hey, I want to run for 30 days. I need you to be accountable. You don't necessarily have to do every day with me, but we need to check in and be doing these things. Like you need that friend to hold you accountable. Um, you know, if that's how you operate, I tend to hold myself accountable, but by bringing a buddy into it, she liked to run two or three times a week with longer distances. So when she was with me, she would be like, do you want to do five? You know, do you want to do four? Whatever it was. And I would be like, oh God, no, but yes. (laughs) Um, So getting a buddy is really helpful. In August, I only hit under a nine minute mile once and it was the end of the month. Go figure. Um, I averaged about 9.3. Some of those hotter days, I, I was back up to that 10 minute mile and I can't stress this enough. Every single run is going to be different. I know I keep saying it. I'll elaborate it on it in a second, but it really is. And the humidity was affecting me a lot. So now it is September. It is September and I am pumped because in September I only had seven days to go. I mean, here comes the countdown. I ended the 100 day streak with 251 miles under my belt. And when I finished that last day, I was choked up. I had tears in my eyes. Like I didn't like ugly cry or anything like that. But I had tears in my eyes because I had this wave of emotion like, oh my God, you did it. I don't know how, but you did it because that's the thing. Sometimes you don't know how you're going to get from here to there, but you just keep plugging along and just believing in yourself and believing in yourself. And I think where a lot of people fail is they don't believe they can do it. They don't believe that they can make the change. And you guys, If you don't believe in yourself, if you don't believe that you can do hard things, guess what? You can't. So during the um, 100 days, I wanted to not only hit, you know, these mileage milestones, but I also wanted to celebrate some victories. And I did it a couple of times with some virtual races. Um, In August, one of the races I did was the Get's Get Gutsy Challenge for the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. And basically, I signed up to do this race. Every mile counted because the whole United States was participating in it. And the goal was to get this little colon animated guy around the world and basically run the 50 states. And I participated in that and was able to run 77 miles for them. And that felt really good. And I got a cute medal to go with it. Um, I also ran the Falmouth Road Race. That was a seven-mile race, and I made my best time. I made a personal record. I did it. I did seven miles in an hour and five minutes, and I was at a 9.19-minute mile. And 
I can't stress how like hitting these goals just really matters because yeah, they might be, you know, I might have only shaved like a minute or two off, but setting a personal record is just one of those super amazing feelings where you're like jumping up and down and you're telling all your runner friends. Um, I also did a Star Wars 5K. I think the quote was, um, run with the dark side. We have coffee. And I was like, I can get on board with that. And then for my final race on Labor Day, I decided to do the Wonder Woman virtual 10K. A 10K is 6.2 miles. And I picked the Wonder Woman one because honestly, somewhere along this journey, I was like, you are fucking Wonder Woman. Like, you're a superhero. You're not quitting. Like, you're doing this. Um, so I did the Wonder Woman virtual and haha, I hit another personal best. I did 6.2 miles in 56.33 minutes, and I was at a 9.07 minute mile. So you can see how these things will keep you going as long as you're celebrating these victories. And I got to tell you, these medals that I won, even though I, you know, signed up for virtual races, like they're adorable and I love them. And these are things that I can do to keep me going. So, all right, let's talk some tips. If you, you know, feel like you want to run and also some of the things I learned in the past hundred days. Biggest lesson. If you tell your body and your mind you can do something, you can. When you're doing something every day for like a long time, it just becomes a habit. Eventually, probably in the middle of July, It wasn't, I don't want to run anymore, like it was in June. It was, what time am I going to run? Do I need to get up before work? Should I do a lunchtime run? Like, whatever it was, it was no longer, ugh, I have to run the next day. I don't want to do this. It was, okay, when are we scheduling this in? And that's what happens when you just keep at doing something. It just becomes a habit. And then your brain starts to do this thing where it's like, okay, She's doing this thing. So the next time you go and decide to do something else, your brain is going to remember that. And your brain is going to be like, okay, well, I mean, she ran for a 100 days straight and we weren't sure she could do that because your brain is tricky. When you set something else that's going to be equally as hard, you kind of have tricked your brain into thinking that you can already do it. And in turn, you've changed your mindset. I really, really hope this is making sense. Basically, a lot of times we mentally defeat ourselves. I was the queen of this. I would get a goal in my head. I would mentally defeat myself and I would quit and then I'd be bummed about it. And I think a lot of us do this. We do it a lot with fitness. We do it a lot with nutrition. You know, you have that cheat day, you go bonkers and then you just quit. And the thing is your brain recognizes that every single time you quit, every single time you give up on yourself, every single time you break a promise to yourself, your brain is calculating that. So when you decide to do something new, your brain can either be on board or not on board because it's going to look back and be like, well, her track record sucks. So why is this different? That's why I'm saying like consistency really is the key because your brain is going to tell you no and you have to just be like, you know what? Yes, I can. Um, couple of pro tips though with running. 
specifically, and you can probably equate this to a lot of things, don't focus on time. That was one of the best pieces of advice I got when I first started. I know I just talked a lot about time because I'm at a different point in my journey. But when I first started, I felt like I was slow as molasses going uphill in January. And one of my friends who's been running for years was like, you know what? Don't focus on the time. Just get out there and do it and you'll just gradually get better. And he's right. Um, Now, I told you guys that every run is different, and here's why I say that. First of all, there are different factors every single time you go out for a run. Um, One of the things that I touched upon was weather. You know, if you go out in the humidity, it's going to be different than running in like a nice 69 degree day, or let's say it's 22 degrees. Your body is going to warm up or be too warm, you know, right out of the gate, and it's going to affect, you know, how you're going to be. There were runs, you guys, where I was like, you know what, I can probably run for like 10 miles today. And then there were days where I was sucking so much air that I was like, okay, I don't even want to do one today. Every single one is different. And another thing too is your nutrition matters. I can, (laughs) there were a couple of times I would eat like a ginormous ice cream with my mom on like a Friday afternoon because that's the day we always hang out. And the next day, I would suffer when I ran because I ate too much sugar the day before and my body was just sort of like crashing out and I can't, you know, like nutrition really matters. Um, I remember learning that the night before you do longer runs, you want to make sure you have like good carbohydrates. Like I always had like protein pasta and stuff like that and you also want to make sure you're hydrated the day before So if you don't work on your hydration the day before a run, the next day you will suffer. And there were days I knew within the first half of a mile if I had done a good job the day before or if I hadn't. And you guys know me. I struggle with dehydration as it is. So I had to be very careful in August in particular with the hotter weather with hydration. And I can tell you... I'm going to shameless plug them right now because I'm an ambassador for them and I love their product. Noon electrolyte tablets are really what saved me. That and Vitacoco pressed coconut water. Those two things kept me hydrated throughout this entire thing. Like coconut water is like an instant revival. Like if you can pound a coconut water, that is if you like the taste of coconut, I love it. Um, that will give you like instant hydration. I get a case of it sent to my house every month. And also the noon electrolyte tablets also do that too, because it's replenishing your body and it's not just plain old water because, and I've said this before, you have to drink half your body weight in ounces in water. I have to do better than that because I don't have a colon. So anything that I can do, but I would know right away if my nutrition sucked the day before. And it always is sugar with me because you guys, I love sugar so much. I love cupcakes. I love candy. I love cake. I love ice cream. And if I ate a bunch of crap on like say a Saturday or Sunday, I was going to feel it the next day. And here's the thing. I knew that that was going to happen. Yet I still chose to do it anyway, because I'm going to be honest, 
I love food, and if I want something, I don't want to feel guilty about having it. I guess I'll just suffer the next day. What are you going to do? Um, so that's just a little bit about like pro tips with, you know, running to help you get a little bit better about it, you know, nutrition and hydration wise. I also think that you need to celebrate every single victory, small and large. Every single time I came back from a run, I would come in and you guys are going to laugh at me. I would look at Piper and it would be like, mommy did it again. That's right. Mommy just ran day, whatever it was. And she did two miles and this is what her time was. And I'd kind of like do a little dance in my living room and Piper would give me like the side eye or she'd like tilt her head and be like, I have zero idea what's going on. And every once in a while I'd be like super stoked and she'd get up and waggle. But for the most part, I'm pretty sure she was just judging me. Um... You know, some of the other milestone moments were giving myself those virtual medals. You know, okay, yes, I'm just buying them for myself, but I don't care. And I also got this adorable shirt from Runner's World that said, I'm a streaker. So every like 10 days, I would put on this shirt and be like, that's right, I'm a streaker, I'm a running streaker. I, You know, I'm kind of corny, you guys. What do you want from me? And then... For the ultimate 100-day celebration of the victory, I actually celebrated with my parents and my best friend, and we had lobster and chocolate cake. I don't necessarily condone celebrating your victories with food all the time, but it was Labor Day. Cut me a little slack on this one, but I had bought myself a ring. I bought myself a gorgeous silver ring, and I was really happy about that because I don't buy myself jewelry very often, and I happened to see this piece, and I just really wanted it, and I'm not even joking. I got it like a week and a half before the final hundredth day, and I I refused to wear it until I hit that hundredth day because this was my like prize. And every single time I look at this ring, I'm going to be reminded that you ran for a hundred days and that's fucking awesome. So the whole time I'm doing this, people are like, oh my God, why are you doing this? This like, why are you doing this? And you know what I just started saying? Why not? Like, I feel like a badass every single time I would finish a run. And I've said it before and I will say it again. Whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, you are right. And a lot of people would tell me, like, I can't do that. Nope, not with that attitude. But if you said, like, you know what, I bet I could do that, I'm going to bet on you. Because if you make the decision to go out and do something, I don't care You guys, you could come to me and say, whatever. I'm trying to think of something crazy. I want to be an extra in the next Star Wars movie. I believe you. If you, if you truly want it, you're going to find a way, even if you're the shortest stormtrooper out there, like you're going to find a way to do that. Um, it's probably going to take time. It's definitely going to take money because I don't think they film Star Wars in the United States. I forget where they film them. Um, cause I put myself on the spot with this, this example. Um, but if you, you know, say something like that and you're like, you know what? I've decided to do this. I'm going to believe you. Having said that, there are people 
that will tell me that they are going to do something and I immediately know whether or not I think they're going to do it, I'm going to encourage you no matter what. But we all have that friend that is always like, oh my God, I'm totally going to do that. I'm going to write the book. I'm going to lose 20 pounds, whatever it is. And you just think to yourself, girl, you've been saying this for three years and you haven't taken a step forward. So if you're listening to this, are you that person? Are you the person that keeps talking about doing something and you're not doing it? You know why you're not doing it? Because your brain has calculated all the times that you told yourself you're going to do something and didn't do it. So it's immediately sabotaging you. So you have to be stronger than your brain being like, she's not going to do this. I want you guys to know here and now and forever, I believe in you. I believe whatever you have set your mind to do, you can do it. And a funny thing will happen too, because sometimes you want one thing and you end up with something else. And that's usually even sweeter. But when you go for these long-term things and these things that are so hard, I'm telling you, like right now my confidence is through the roof and I just feel like I can tackle the world and that's what's going to happen for you. You're just going to keep building your confidence day by day and even when you fail, you're just going to be like, all right, well, what's next? Like, what can I try next? What can I do differently? And you'll just pick yourself up, you'll dust yourself off and you'll keep going. And I think one of the other things too is, Right now, it's really hard to get out of our comfort zone. Like, there's not a ton of activities we can do. There's not a ton of places that we can go. And for me, making these fitness goals is the way that I can keep getting out of my comfort zone. Um, and that's something that I love to do. So I'm continuously trying to find ways to jump out of my comfort zone, even though we're supposed to stay at home and social distance and not do things like you got to get creative, um, you know, and it also helps because if you keep shooting for something and you keep working towards something, then it's harder to fall back into those patterns of being sad and depressed and anxious. So that's one of my biggest whys. Like fitness has always been my outlet for keeping my anxiety and depression in check. And I'm going to also tell you right now that runner's high is real. I can't say that I get it every single time I run. There are some runs where I come back and I'm like, oh my God, I'm just glad it's over. But there are some runs when I did the Wonder Woman virtual for 6.2 I just felt amazing. Like the whole time I was like, this is great. I love it. And my body was just kicking off these like natural, happy endorphins. Is that right? I think that's right. Um, yeah, like your endorphins kick in and you're just happy. And I lived in a state of anxiety and depression for so long that if this is what's going to keep me out of it, I'm going to keep doing it. But yeah, I can't, I can't describe that runner's high for you guys because it's like, It's not like if you smoked a joint or something. It's not like a weird, like medically induced high. It's like an, it's like an uplifting, energetic, confidence boost. I can do anything the world throws at me type of thing. So yeah, that's the best way I can describe it. But that's basically what I've been up to for the past hundred days. Again, super proud of myself and you should always be proud of yourself when you do hard things because it's not easy and if it was everybody would do it and I'm not the first person to 
do a hundred mile run month. I'm not the first person to do a hundred day running streak, but this was new for me and that's a big deal. And it was a first and firsts are what help us grow. So hopefully something in my rambling. <laughs> has resonated with you. I know if you're not into running, maybe this wasn't the best podcast for you, but I tried to incorporate, you know, as much inspiration, you know, into it as I can because that's what I'm here for. I want to motivate you guys. I want to inspire you to go out and do different things. I also want you to tell me about it. Like send me messages if you know, you hear something on this podcast and you're like, "Shit, man, that really resonated with me." tell me. If there's a topic you guys want me to touch upon, tell me about it. You know, like I want, tell me what you guys want to hear. That would be actually awesome if you sent me messages and let me know, you know, what kind of topics you want me to cover because I'm here to serve you. I'm here to help you and I want you to go out and be living the most fearless life that you can be living. And with that, I'm going to say, Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I hope you loved it. If you did, share it with a friend. Already plugged my reviews. And as always, be scared. Do it anyway.